This is a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't know planes that they're building? Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I am Josh. Oh, you say that with such conviction. What day is it? By the way? I, I lost track, dude. I have no clue. I mean, it's been like a week and a half. I'm just, oh, shit. So, uh, yeah. We'll get back on board one of these days. I mean, so. uh, I know we're recording this um, in a disjointed timeline, <laughs> and I was just going to be like, is yeah. is it how has it been Halloween yet? Is uh, it not Halloween? It, are we past Halloween? I think, let me see. Good point. So, yeah, when this drops, it'll be past Halloween. Well, so there you go. So, how was your Halloween? Oh, uh, man, it was great. Um, I would like to personally shout out uh, Willie's Jungle Juice for ruining my life for three days. <laughs> I had times, probably huh? one ounce of it. Oh, um, boy, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. I was, uh, yeah, it was a rough weekend. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Well, you know, we thought about doing something. We didn't really do a lot. We did, um, and, and this sounds lame as fuck, but I'm just going to say it. So I took uh, Monday and Tuesday off. Halloween was on Monday. And um, I actually did a hiking trip. I was pretty proud of myself. It was like a 10-mile hiking trip, in and out, something local. But then it dawned on me that it ended at a cemetery and started at a cemetery. So the trailhead was hmm. this, this old abandoned military thing. And it's not ominous at all. No. And then I realized, it's like, holy shit, it's Halloween. Oh, fitting. Very fitting. So, but it was cool. You know, I haven't uh, I haven't done a long hike like that for a long time. So it was nice just to get out and kind of clear my head. Just me, you know. Yeah. So, I don't remember the last time I walked 10 miles. It was probably at a trade show like six years ago. I don't know. I know, right? Well, I used to walk a lot more than I do now, but now I'm stuck behind a computer. It seems like half my, half my life, but so I, gotta have some, I know, I know that's what they pay us the big bucks for. Right. So, well, yeah, the that fucking small to almost medium bucks, I would say. Yeah, true. Very true. Um, but anyway, yeah, Halloween was great. Uh, it was good. Like so we had some trick or treaters, cool holiday, got everything nice. down. Um, the last episode, I will say we already had some good, uh, feedback from it, uh, from a couple of Patreon members and some active listeners Thought it was really cool that we brought on Robert. He talked about, uh, Halloween show symbolism, cinema symbolism. Uh, so if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to it, it was fun. I'll be honest with you, man. It was fun. It was cool. Cause that's like right up my alley, you know? Yeah. So. That was like a really fun conversation to listen to. Like, uh, the dude has definitely got, uh, some theories and some, some stuff that <laughs> is very interesting. Um, yeah. like symbology is kind of weird to me is like, it's definitely not an, uh, absolute science or like, a yep. you know what I, I mean? Hear yeah. Um, but I think it's super interesting. It, it's a man. Everybody looks at things different. You know, it doesn't just have to be about a movie. It's just life in general. You know, some people yeah. just see life through like rose colored glasses, I guess. I, I don't know, you know, but I, I tell you, I'll be honest with you. The more I thought about it and, you know, of course we had some good feedback, but then I was like, you know, I don't, I don't, I have never, unless it's like a documentary, I don't watch movies like that. Like that's not how I, I don't put that part of my brain into movies, especially if they're just like a, a movie movie. I'm, I'm not going to pick yeah. it apart. It ruins it kind of. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I'll do that if I've watched it a bunch of times and if I've got something like like in mind, you know what I mean? Oh, like, gotcha. yeah, like, all right, I'm going to watch Captain America Winter Soldier and see where I can if, see if I can pick out what edits the script the DOD made, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I got you. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Um, but I, but I do think like, especially in movies, like looking for that kind of like symbolism stuff, I could see how it can enrich the movie experience. I can see how it could also like 
take you out of the story. Oh, you absolutely. Know what I mean? It takes the fun out of a little bit. But like you said, if you watch it a few times over and you hear something, yeah, revisit it with a different set of eyeballs. I mean, you know, I get that. Yeah. So, yeah. Like know. the first time I watch a movie, I'm watching it to watch it. Yeah, I'm probably 100%. not looking for anything unless I've heard a lot about like, oh, this is laden with like symbols of what are, what are, you know, one yeah, thing yeah, or yeah. another. Yeah. yeah. Like you're watching Da Vinci Code. You know, that's one of, yeah, one, of yeah. those, one of those things. But anyway, it was cool. It was fun to have him on. Uh, it was good. Like I said, seasons are done. So we have been talking this for a while, uh, listeners, but, you know, we're wrapping up uh, the season six finale here. This is the second to last episode. Um, and we got a guy lined up. His name's Joshua Lewis. Uh, very interesting character. You know, we've had, I think we've had this type of guest on before, but I think how, I don't know, man, I guess how he he's approaching it. And how he approaches, how he helps people, and how he kind of gets things out of them, and get—it's a different viewpoint, a little bit different than what we usually have, I, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it. I don't know what the right turn of phrase is, or what I'm yeah, looking I, for. I don't here, either. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're seemed saying. a little more grounded. I think. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Good word for it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, had him on for the first time. It's really good. So that's what we're going to queue up right now is that interview. And again, it's Joshua Lewis. He's a, I wouldn't say medium. I'd say there's more to him than that um, because, you know, we all agreed both of us on the show. It's like, look, there was a run there where we had, it seemed like a lot of mediums and not to poo-poo mediums, but boy, it gets monotonous after a while. So it's nice. Okay. let's. Yeah. We had here. a lot of mediums and a lot of psychics and yeah. not a lot of them were uh, medium or psychic. <laughs> grounded yeah, in a way that yeah. like you know yeah this guy was he was yep, for sure this for guy sure. in yeah, a way yeah. josh was yeah yeah. sorry yeah. but this um, guy, jesus <laughs> this guy but yeah we're gonna roll into that so everybody uh enjoy the interview with joshua lewis open the gates Joshua Luis, someone uh, someone with a troubled past, struggled to understand the world around him and his purpose within it. Following a simple spiritual path, he would come to understand his purpose in a very profound way. In 2012, his intuitive nature drew him to seek the truth regarding paranormal events and the existence of an afterlife. What he got was way more than he had bargained for. As his intuitive abilities developed, he discovered he was able to communicate with souls on the other side. With this new group, uh, Hope, which he founded, Helpers of Paranormal Entities, and his intuitive ability, he dedicated his time to help stuck uh, spirits cross over, as well as grieving people looking for closure. Using a wide array of technological devices combined with intuitive means, Josh has been able to successfully reconnect many people with their deceased loved ones, and we are excited to have him here with us on a Strange Uncles. Josh, welcome to Strange Uncles. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, it's uh, it's an honor to be here. Always, always a opportunity, you know, great thing to be able to talk about what I do. So, thank you. Absolutely, no, you know, looking forward to it. And like I said, we've had your book for a while. You know, I appreciate the the time you took into it. Um, and I guess we can start here. You know, we ask this of a lot of our guests, or just some background. You know, we I, I find that that you know everybody has a story of of what led them down this road, uh, got them onto that pathway. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you are no different. So is it okay to start there just to kind of explain, you know, how did, how did you kind of get a hold of what you're doing and, and, and where you're currently at with all that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up in the tri-state area, uh, up in New York, uh, Connecticut area, um, came from middle-class family was, you know, had a very good childhood. Um, definitely tried to compensate, um, for, you know, I felt me being a very sensitive kid at, at a young age. And, um, you know, I took a lot of razzing for that kind of stuff. And, um, so I, I tried to overcompensate and I ended up getting myself into a lot of trouble early on, um, age, you know, 14, 13 and kept on going until I was about 24 years old when I, I landed a prison sentence that put me away for a couple of years, a little over two and a half years. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, um, I talk about it in my book, finding hope in the afterlife. And, 
Um, you know, I, I go through the the nitty gritty, the whole story of 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 you know, I really you know show all the warts and all of everything that I went through and, and who I am and, and the selfish nature and all the stuff that I had to deal with addiction, um, alcoholism, everything. Um, so when I got out, I had nothing, I had no place to live, no job, no nothing. It was yeah. a start over, but I, I, I had myself back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first time I really felt like I, I was um, becoming who I was supposed to be, I should say. And, you know, um, I, I was raised in in a, in a in a Catholic home, but um, and I didn't denounce anything. But I was more just finding a spirituality. Um, I really didn't have too much interest in in organized religion. I I, um, I believed in Jesus Christ um, and and who He was and what He stood for, and and so I I wanted to explore a little bit more of that. But just as you know, God as a higher power and trying to not analyze it too much but just tap into that and um you know i started to make some money uh in businesses after i i one job led to the next job led to the next job and i was i did fairly well for myself just a couple years out out of the can and and um and when i did that i kind of you know i met i met this wonderful woman uh girl at the time really we were young uh her name is nikki and and we um, you know, start, she had a, she got pregnant. We, we were having a child and it was a beautiful time. And I kind of, I didn't go into retirement, but I kind of went into like this semi-retired state. I was fortunate enough that I was able to do that um, in such a short amount of time from being broken. So I started really looking into afterlife stuff, the paranormal stuff. And so Nikki and I would go to different cemeteries and abandoned places. And we would, you know, we had some cheap gear that we found by watching some YouTube videos and maybe a couple of ghost adventure shows and stuff like that. And, you know, a little spirit box, a little recorder, a little K2 meter, things yeah, like this. Yeah, and Very familiar. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and I started picking up voices. You know, we started picking up not just voices, names. We started getting names. They started saying our names. Uh-huh. Um, we got help me. We got get out. We went looking for the light. Um, you know, we got a lot of, of those kinds of short phrases, EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, of course, um, responses through a little spirit box and stuff. And, and, and we were starting to pick up things ourselves at times. And then we started working with this medium mm-hmm. brought, and I didn't really trust mediums. I, I had no, um, oh, did I hit some? Okay. Sorry. Um, I, I didn't trust mediums. I didn't really know. I saw John Edwards on crossing over and never knew really what to think of that. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought there was something to it, but I knew there was a lot of fakes and a lot of fraudulent stuff. So, you know, Nikki and I were very leery of this woman, but we brought her to locations and she would, um, you know, without telling her anything, feeding her anything, she would pick up on a lot of the names and in the things that we were getting already, and I thought that was very intriguing. And hmm. she would communicate with um, like an archangel or some kind of angelic energy. And, um, and she would channel some of these, these, these spirits that were at these locations. And what, what I found to be very interesting is as we were recording her, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. recording the spirit box and the EVP. And those responses would correspond with what she was saying. Um, she would say something and then the box would say, she's right. Or they would say the same thing that she was saying. It was really crazy. And so, you know, we saw that. And then, you know, a few months in with working with this woman, she said, you know, Nikki's going to get the ability to do what I do. She says, meaning, you know, the the woman said, you know, said that as a medium and Nikki was in disbelief and, and, um, you know, a couple months went by and nothing really kind of changed with her. But one night I came home and, and she said she felt different and she started to feel that she could get information. She was very weary of it herself. And I started asking questions that only I knew of relatives of mine that sure. we didn't have a talk, you know, just things that I knew. To try, try to kind she, of isolate what was happening. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she was right. And she was right. You know, she was right. And we sat in the garage in our garage, uh, you know, in our chairs and we would just, we would, you know, we're out front or whatever outside and we would just, like like a new kid with a toy we would just use her ability and ask all these questions and hmm. and it sounded like she started to 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 pick up on um the same energy the same angelic energy that the woman 
medium was channeling. And it sounded like the same person was coming through um, now Nikki. And after a few weeks of, of, of working with Nikki's ability, that energy, that, 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 that divine energy, I feel um, said through Nikki said, Hey, you're going to have the ability now. And I, and the same thing happened two months passed, nothing happened. I was in disbelief. I was kind of like getting a little aggravated, like, what is this? this is, am I going to really, how is this going to work? I'm 31 years, 32, turning 33. Right, right. How is, how am I going to become now a medium? That makes no sense at all. You know, I'm a very pragmatic guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm objective. I, I, uh, I use logic in my life in a lot of areas. Like, you know, I mean, I could believe in some unseen things, sure. but that was at the time, you know, and, and uh, a couple months went by and I finally got tired. I was just like, you know what? Forget it. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. And when I did that, um, something changed. I started to feel what Nikki was describing months earlier when she got it. And, um, you know, sure enough, you know, um, I started calling people that I knew that I could trust that could ask me questions that I didn't know the answers to and to test my ability. And, and, and it was accurate. Huh. And so I started working with a woman um, that her name is Deborah Katz, uh, Deborah Lynn Katz, PhD. And she, she runs this um, school called the International School of Clairvoyance. And I've, I've heard um, of her name. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she's been on the circuit, the interview circuit. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I attended her classes, her courses over months to develop whatever this was that I had. Um, and that, you know, Nikki was, she felt comfortable with her ability, but I wanted to go as far as I could and I became one of her, you know, one of her you know, best students, I should say, at the time. And um, I would be giving her readings and she'd give me some, you know, she'd give me readings back and we would kind of switch off this woman. And um, and so that that really was was quite amazing. And while that was happening and I was getting I was doing readings for people, no gear, no nothing, just my own ability. Right, right. Uh, very powerful stuff. I was still working on ITC. And ITC is was what we do with the spirit boxes and the recorders, and that's instrumental trans communication. I was gr- um, awesome. Okay, yeah, I want to I want to explain that to the listeners who've never heard that uh, term before. That term, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I'll just give a quick history lesson on it. I mean, ITC is something that's been done for over a hundred years. It's it's it didn't start just in the nineties or something. It started with guys like Thomas Edison. That would that would work on different um, apparatuses and machines that would um, that he was convinced that he was able to communicate with um, some other dimension beings in another dimension. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Tesla was one. I was going to say, um, that, I, I know he was had some history on the same. Sure same did. Yeah. Sure yeah. did. And, and so, you know, he was someone that 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 was experimenting a lot with it. Um, a little lesser known guys like Frederick Jurgensen, a filmmaker. Um, Konstantin Radovau, a Latvian scientist, brilliant minds, brilliant esteemed guys in their in their fields of filmmaking or medicine or whatever. Yet they knew that there was something going on, and and even Konstantin said, you know, ITC is not for. Um, and I'm, I'm misquoting and butchering his statement, but he said, you know, it's not a hobby. Uh, it's not something it's, it's, it's a very serious study for serious people that, that, that want to find answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I absolutely believe that because, um, if you look back now, it's been a decade now, and that was in around, you know, 2012 that I started that. Um, and so it's been almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And now what I do is advanced ITC. It's so advanced that. And I'm not saying that to to be like you know, ha ha ha. Look, look at me. I just right, this right, is right. what it's just this is how it progressed, sure, and I never sure. knew it would ever get that way. If you told me ten years ago that I'd be doing what I'm doing now with a book, with you know, I created a free app for people to 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 you know I- iOS and Android to download for mm-hmm. free and to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have events and all kinds of things. I have the channel with over 120,000. And so there's a lot of good things going on. But if you would have told me this 10 years ago, I would have said, you're absolutely nuts. Right. And up to date, you know, to date, I've done almost uh, 3000 paid readings and sessions for people. And so that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So and uh, yeah, so 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 I got a quick question. Sorry, real quick. And and I think just to to kind of clarify. So the, the timeline on this and and well, first of all, when you started it. 
when you, you know, you start with simple devices and stuff. And that's how I think a lot of us or a lot of the people in the field, you know, in this fringe science, they start small with what that looked like. How much knowledge base did you have then uh, about how this really worked? Or was this just stuff you kind of gathered? Yeah, no, I didn't know anything, brother. I didn't have any clue of what I was doing. I would watch different channels. Mm-hmm. There's a few channels that were out there on on YouTube. There was, you know, there was some interesting. I mean, there was something called the Skull Experiment, and the Skull Experiment's a very famous, uh, you know, experiment with some brilliant minds that came together in a controlled environment, mm-hmm. and they did some amazing things. And you know, there's some claims that you know maybe some of it wasn't done right or whatever. And I, you know, I know from firsthand. I mean, the th- this is the thing. I I couldn't take anyone's word for it. Um, I couldn't sure. just yeah. watch a program and say, oh, that's what the truth is. I had to find out myself. Right. So there was a lot of mistake making and bumbling around and, you know, you get false positives and you don't know and you contaminate the environment with your light or your batteries or whatever it is. Electrical. So, so many different things when you get yeah, into it. Yeah, right. Right, right. But eventually, you you know, you, you learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. and um, – I think I just saw an orb that was pretty. I, I saw, saw something that in right the behind video me too. Actually, I did you see that? It came right. Find the, the time code on that. Yeah, yeah. Find the time code on that because you right. want to go back and look at that. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. I always have uh, someone show up when I do that, so it's very when <laughs> I do an crazy. interview, I always have someone try to show up. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, but you know, now it's like I mean, I'm doing some very serious things. I've worked on. I've 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 been able to verify my work with with the Bix Institute, the Bigelow Institute of Consciousness Studies. I've worked oh, with other PhDs. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've 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 done multiple experiments with that with that institution. I've done, um, I've worked, you know, I've, I've done a lot of number a number of different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do a lot of it live. I do, you know, it, it's verifiable. <laughs> I make myself very transparent. Yeah. Um, but what I'm capturing is so, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, remarkable in a way that it, it, it just, it's either people look at it and they make one, they make one or two comments. It's either, wow, their mind is blown or wow, this guy is fake. Cause this is impossible that this could be getting captured. And if it was, if it was possible, it would be all over the TV or it would be all over mainstream science. And, and, you know, mainstream science is starting to catch up. A little oh, bit. absolutely. There's some, you know, uh, there's some very high up scientists who are are now coming out of the woodwork, right? And going, look, you know, this we can't explain away these things, you know, and and we can get into it. I think maybe now or maybe later. But what that's one thing I did want to ask you um, was just, you know, as you work through this evolution, if you will, what you're doing, how you're approaching it. Um, the problem is just like anything else, and it's not just this field, but it's anything. Everybody has a side. Everybody has an opinion. And trying to, I guess, the the fakes and the frauds, right? You know, you're working in this mix of these other factors that, that they don't, it doesn't help <laughs> to the whole situation. Let me, let, someone asked me in an interview recently, you know, what are your obstacles? And I, and I really kind of broke it down briefly. I mean, th- there's a number of obstacles. Um, organized religion tells that everything that I'm doing is evil. Um, right. You've got the skeptics that are um just just you know they're they're so smart they're too smart for their own good in a way you know they've intellectualized everything to the point that they're not able to look at anything that is unseen right you know i mean look at what the nobel peace prize was just was you know was just about and 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 what oh, that proved that our example. that our yeah. that our universe isn't local i mean come on that's string theory so there's a number of different things that we don't understand and we can't see yet that does not make them false you know it doesn't make them you know fairy tales and pixie dust um sure. so there's that there's that right um, so you have that heavy skepticism that I, you know, that you have to deal with. Um, and then you have, you got a lot of infighting within these fields and whether it's UFOs or Absolutely. Bigfoots or any, you know, science, science. I mean, look at the Tesla Edison feud. I mean, there's so many things that happen, the fraud and the young, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, situation. So, you know, there's a lot of that that happens, which is an ego thing and it sucks. And we all have an ego. We all are trying to work on it. I mean, maybe some of us aren't, but I'm, I'm trying. hundred percent. I, you know, I find it hilarious too, because it, it's, you know, when you talk about that, take a good example of, of the, the cryptid community, you know, especially the ones that are avid Bigfoot researchers. 
you there's two totally different sides with the people who think Bigfoot is a creature versus Bigfoot is interdimensional, interdimensional <laughs> right? And they just go yeah. back and forth. It, it's actually kind of funny to watch, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I crazy. get attacked all the time by peers, if that's what right. you want to say. Right. You know, I mean, I get attacked all the time. There's there's no shortage of hate videos that have been made on me yeah. um, and what I do. And, you know, and I and sure. I. You know, when I see that stuff, you know, I, I I don't try to fight back in a way, but I try to do I do try to open up a line of dialogue with them in a in a in a respectful manner and try to see if there's a way. Hey, I'm not untouchable here. I can I can talk to you. I'm not unreachable. I'm willing to talk to any skeptic that wants to ask me the tough questions as Absolutely. long as you're respectful about it. If you're respectful and you're not attacking me. I'll talk to you all day. Absolutely. And, and you know, and that yeah. should be something that just is in a life lesson in general, not just our field, but it should oh, be something sure. that, hey, you know, let's treat human beings kind of like human beings. And there's such a thing as a compromise and not uh, playing the game. Or agreeing to disagree, but sure, at least talking sure. about it as opposed yeah. to the calling of the names and things. But then yeah. the final obstacle that you've got, so to get all those things going on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then you've got the fakes, the fakes right. and the frauds. And they muddy the waters so bad that it, it, it you get so disenfranchised, you get so uninspired sometimes because of what they're doing. Um, you know, when the fakes and the frauds seem to get more views, they seem to get more attention because it's like, you know, sometimes it's more sensational. And oh, sure. they can get a lot of people, um, you know, they can fool a lot of people. I, I talk about it in my book and, um, you know, I, I worked I, – I, I've was attending a spiritualist church and mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was really cool. Just kind of exploring mm-hmm. different spiritual aspects, even though I had my beliefs and I knew what sure. I felt, but I was opening my mind to different things. And this really cool spiritualist church and this young guy there, and he's a, you know, he, he you know, he's a medium himself and, and, and he did a reading on me and it was really amazing. Like there was some really interesting things he said. And, and I said, Hey, you know, I've worked with this one woman. Why don't I work with you? I'll pay you to see, you know, what you can show me. And, mm-hmm. and after a few sessions, he, 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 I think he was sizing me up the whole time. And, and, and after a few sessions, he pulled me aside and he says, you know, I want to tell you something. He goes, I really like you, Josh. I think you're a really good guy. And I think you could be really good in this church. And mm-hmm. he says, um, but it's weighing on me. And he's like, I can't tell anyone really these kinds of things I need to, but I need to open up to you. And I know it's risky. And I said, what is going on? You know? And he goes, you know, I, I look people up. I, I, I look oh. people up and I, and I use a piece of paper, which I forgot the term of it. It's a, I forgot the name of it, but he does this thing with the paper and he has these tricks and it, and, uh, you know, the Peter Popoff kind of, or pop, whatever they call it, you know, the guy that did the, had the earpiece thing and all this. I, 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 I mean, I know what you're, yeah. Yeah. Like the evangelicals that could get the messages right, and he would, right. you know, and James Randi, I think busted him. And, and that's what fueled the James Randies and that, and, mm-hmm. the, you know, and these kinds of things. And, and he told me that and he goes, but, you know, I think that you could still help people, but we have to kind of give them a little extra. Uh-huh. And I, I I politely got up and I said, man, I'm so disappointed and I'm so hurt yeah. right now. Good, just that good you. For you. Yeah. And I walked away and I put it in my book. I mean, I didn't put his real name in there, but, you know, I, I did out him to some of the other um, uh, the, the parishioners, the people that would show sure. up there. But sure. anyway, you know, and there was a channel. There's, an, there's this guy on YouTube with ITC in his name and he's got a good following. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people that follow him and, mm-hmm. And his videos get a lot. And he's faking these sessions with a box that kind of looks like mine. I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I mean, so this is painful stuff, but it's. So know, out, of, out of curiosity, if you don't mind me, I'm asking this question is um, in your experience, I guess, because, you know, there's there's different uh, fields to this, you know, whether you are down the UFO road or the medium road or whatever have you, which which field do you think has really the most frauds, the most uh just the charlatans, I guess, out there. Well, I don't, I don't tough. know about you know U, UFO, UAP type stuff. I've sure. seen some really great footage, you know, from like yeah, uh, Dr. Greer and some other people, unknown people that have just filmed some fantastic things. Of course, I see anything now, and if it's not mine, then I'm in doubt of it, and that sucks, right? I hate to oh, be the guy yeah, that's sure. like, "You're that's fake, that's fake." Well, I don't know, I don't know, I can't tell, and things are shopped and and and, and, and you know all kinds in, in of things. In this digital are done. age, it's so yeah. Tough. Now, so I mean, tough. that's probably why aliens would show themselves more because they're probably safer now 
because anything could be no one believes it anymore. So they right. could probably drop out of the sky with such a sensational um, sighting that mm-hmm. someone would, the more sensational, yeah. the people would say it's it's fake. You, you know, know? And, I, and, and, I, so, and I've always said, I say, you know, if I'm in my backyard and UFO lands and Jesus steps out of it, I, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm paying attention. All right, you you got me, you know. Yeah, but no so. one's going to believe you. So sure. that's for oh, you. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be for you only pretty Absolutely. much. I mean, and yeah. whoever else decides to believe you, but mm-hmm. um I would say um you know, I don't know how many other people are out there faking the kind of thing I'm doing, but I have caught a couple. Yeah. And I'm pretty Fair adamant enough. about it and um and I'm very serious about it. I know there's a lot of psychics that are there are fakes. If you hear my dog, I apologize. No, you're fine. Um, you're fine. The um, but I mean, I think that what that guy was doing in that spiritualist church mm-hmm. is more common. It looked like he had some kind of training, it looked like really? there were multiple. Yeah, he talked about that there was like a mother church up in North Carolina or Virginia somewhere, like that had there was an older guy that had trained him, and so it's like a Svengali kind of like that movie sure. with um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. It was really good. What was that movie that oh, just came out? Um, the one where it's the carnival back in the carnival days? Uh, Del, uh, Del Toro, Guillermo, I yeah, think, yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did. Oh, it, it was, it so was good. great. No, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I, my yeah, God. But that's the kind of thing sure, that that sure. guy was working on where they learn the system of words and it's like a whole thing. It's so much harder work than to just do it the right way. I was just going to say, Oh my gosh. The the amount of time it goes into. And what's weird too, with that being said, that the topic of spiritualism, um, because you know, it ran rapid in the turn of the century. And and I, I see it kind of making a comeback the last decade or so. It, I hear a little bit more of it, a little bit more of it. Um, you know, again, just uh, just amazing. I'm getting back in the turn of the century. I'm sure there was there was pr- plenty of frauds involved there. Everything's too, a, everything's a cycle. Oh, that was. Sure, I think in the sure. 1800s and stuff. I think there was big big frauds. I mean, there mm-hmm. were some really good. I mean, I, I saw some guy the other day that is again in a spiritualist kind of environment, and um, and he's this bigger guy, and he's up in New York, and these people come and see him, and he does this seance, and then they hold out this sheet or this this like. This like they yeah they hold out like some kind of blanket thing or like a handkerchief, hmm. and then he goes, Duh! and he does this thing, and all these gems fall out of his mouth. Oh boy! And they're supposed to be like a ports or something. You know what I'm saying? Like some physical object that's transported from another right. dimension. The gifts from the other side. And I'm going. This guy's got some kind of pocket of skin in his in his yeah, yeah, side yeah. that he's yeah. shoving gems in, and then he's coughing them yeah. up or something. That doesn't seem right to me. But yeah. like I said, there's clips, audio clips, and visual clips, evidence that I've captured that if I showed you, you would just say, "Brother, you sound pretty forthright and honest to me." But mm-hmm. that's hard to that's hard to comprehend that, that, what, I, to what I'm debunk. looking at. Right, right. And I and and well, they you you would say it's hard to believe. You know, it's yeah. it's hard to debunk, but it's hard to be, it's hard to believe something that's sensational. I mean, I've captured these mm-hmm. beautiful balls of light shooting out of my head. Uh, I've captured amazing detailed responses from the other side and their voices, but not you know. I have these different techniques that I use. I mm-hmm. uh, water ITC spirit photography where I've captured full faces of already of already taken photographs. I mean, mm-hmm. these photographs existed and they're replicating their faces in water now, are and the, light. Are these things in your either? I've got your website pulled up too, just for a reference point. But are, do you? I mean, obviously you're collecting these. Can, can they? Are you collecting? Can they be found? Is there a, a or oh. is it just your research that? Um, no, 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 no. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, it would be selfish for me. I, 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 you know, I've been sharing everything when I had three hundred subscribers, barely. Right. I good, mean, I was good sharing. You. It, good for you. You know, and now the channel's grown to, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, one hundred and twenty k, and then. I, sh- I share the best of the best of my clips on TikTok because I've got over 350,000 on TikTok that follow my, you know, follow my work. And uh, and those I just share like one minute clips. Mm-hmm. But you can see, you know, hopeparanormal.com is the website. And then, you know, youtube.com forward slash hope paranormal white light. Hope paranormal white light mm-hmm. is the handle uh, for YouTube. And it's all there. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of it, all, I mean, I've got, I don't know, 300 videos there on the channel. And I've got a lot of clips that have been viewed millions of times on TikTok. And 
um, visual audio evidence. I mean, I'm, yeah, it's just, it's all there, you know? Yeah, that's, so that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I do want to go into, we're going to take a quick break if you're okay with that, Joshua, but I do mm-hmm. want to go into a little bit more in detail um, in your hope group, what that looks like, some of your further research, some of your theories. Um, I think we laid some good base ground point here, but we can kind of continue. So um, everybody stand by. We'll be right back with uh, Joshua Luis. Stand by. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, everyone. So we're back with Joshua. Um, we were going to actually going to start. want to kind of detail a little bit more about your group. Uh, what kind of got it started? What was the idea behind it? Um, what kind of research does Hope involve in? What does that look like on your side? I mean, it's really not a group. Um, it was more so in the beginning. Now it's really just okay. me, my partner, Nikki. She's still very much intuitive. Um, she kind of burnt herself out the first couple of years of doing a lot of readings on people. And she's just, you know, she kind of burnt herself out. I, I've been burnt out from doing a lot in this. Mm-hmm. It's been a decade, but um, I still continue to get energy from, I believe, my higher power that continues to um, guide me um, where I'm going. HOPE is an acronym. Um, it started as an acronym, really, just because, um, you know, I captured an EVP that was very strange. It was um, the EVP says, all hope gone. So, like, it was a spirit saying that... Mm. All hope gone. It's what it said. And then I reversed it. And I, I used to do that sometimes. I check. And I, when I reversed it, it said, I want hope back. So the fact that the middle word is hope and stays that way, reversed or forward, is very strange. The mm-hmm. fact that they are two cohesive set, or phrases, reversed and, and, and forward, really blew my mind. So wow. the hope is gone, and then they want the hope back. And that was really wild. And that name or that EVP named my group and, and, okay. or named what, what, what I am. And, and, and it stands for, it's an acronym standing for um, uh, helpers of paranormal entities. Okay. So, because a lot of these, these voices were asking for help. They were asking for the light and I never had any, you know, I, I, I never thought I was so powerful that I was going to be able to send spirit to heaven. Mm-hmm. All I all I felt was that I had a faith in a higher power, a power greater than me that could hear my prayers. Mm-hmm. And so I would petition to that higher power to help these souls um, with light that I would envision, like actually mentally envision the light coming down and, and, and these spirits, these souls mm-hmm. going into them. And I would do that, not knowing if there was any validity to it, if it was, you know, if it was, if there was any truth to it. Um, and then I would turn on my boxes after doing it and they would say, it's so bright. Thank you. Oh, wow. We see the light. Mm-hmm. Oh, we see a man, we see, you know, God or something they would say, and each response would be different, but a lot of times they would confirm that whatever I just did made a difference. Right. Okay. What they're saying. So that was really why I said, help me yeah, well, That's what we'll do. If we'll do an investigation, we'll go to a residential, we'll go to a, a commercial place and do a different abandoned buildings, or we'll do cases and things. Um, but my goal was always to not go, Hey, is anyone there? And hear someone and then go, well, that's cool. Let's go guys. Let's get out of here now. <laughs> like so and that's yeah, what yeah. I was seeing yeah. done on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. And so I was just going in and I was getting their voices. I wasn't waiting for hours and hours waiting for the motion sensors to go off and I, you know, wait for them to push a ball down the hallway. Those are cool experiments. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But I was not concerned with that stuff. I knew that if I went in with my intuitive ability 
and then turned on my gear, that I would get responses within the first 20 minutes or so. If someone was there that wanted to talk, they weren't going to wait for hours and hide behind a corner Mm -hmm. and try to scare me with the shadows. They would want to come out and talk because that's what these are. There are ghost hunters that go out there and they're like, it's all about demons for them. It's all about evil and demons. It's all about the scare factor and the demon factor. Okay, fine. That's cool. You want to do that? That's good. I'm going to go in and try to talk to the real people, though, that are there and see what's going on. Some people get, you know, they stay behind Mm -hmm. because of anger, because of resentment, because of fear. But, you know, uh, lack of belief in a God of their understanding. That doesn't mean you had to believe in religion. It doesn't mean you have to believe in, you know, one specific idea. It just means they didn't believe in anything. Right. And sometimes that can prevent us from moving on. So, you know, you got a lot of that. And, And as I went on doing this work and I worked with not only the other side, I worked with this side. I worked with a lot of living people on this side. And I saw that when doing sessions for people and readings for people, that they were strengthening their own spirituality by getting these messages from the other side. It was, it was helping them with their grief. It was helping them get past a a spiritual obstacle an emotional obstacle in their life. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden the word hope now wasn't just, you know, helpers of paranormal entities. It started to become uh, helping other people evolve. Yeah. And that's really what it was. And that's, that's, so that's really what hope is now. Yeah. You know, and, and so I do these sessions for people. I do group sessions, um, you know, for $25 a month and you can cancel any time. You can join my group on, on Patreon and you can put in a loved one's name. Uh, once a month, I do this session. It's a group session where I ask for like 60 people over the course of two days. And, uh, you know, you give me a few questions and I ask. Mm-hmm. And, and about three quarters of the people that I ask for, you know, uh, come through or they, they, you know, they get the, these patrons get messages. So I offer that because I want people to have an opportunity to not have to pay hundreds of dollars. I want them to have an opportunity for, you know, very little to have a chance to talk to their loved ones. I created this app, the hope spirit box app, which is for free on iOS and Android. And I did it for free because, and I have a pro version coming, but I did the free version first for the first year and a half because I wanted everyone to try it. Right. Uh, right. And I taught share people the, and I said, Hey, I'll, yeah. I'll teach you how to do it. I'll send you a meditation. This is not only I can do it. I'm the great Oz and you have to watch me and you know, it's, you can do it and I'll teach you how to do it, you know? Right. And um, so that, that's what I've been working on and that's what I've been doing. And you know, that may hurt my business, I guess, but I don't know. I don't think it will. I think it will just help raise awareness and help, people understand, you know, I just tested, you know, I've been doing my group sessions and regular sessions, mostly with my bigger box. I don't think you can see it. Um, I don't uh, see it in the video. No. Yeah. You can see it in the video. I don't know, but it's this big speaker box Mm -hmm. and it's an amp and it's kind of pricey and stuff. And I've been working on just to perfect the pro version because I want, you know, and the pro version is a lot more than just that box. It's got recording capabilities and all kinds of other different features on it. And and so I do that um, because I want everyone to have a high tech piece of equipment in their home if they wanted to, if they were comfortable Mm -hmm. and had a belief in a God that they would, that they feel comfortable working with in some level, their loved one they want to ask for. Um, it's refreshing in a way, to be honest with you. It really is. So what? It's refreshing in a way, you know, because I mean, like you said, you've got so many people out there that are, you know, searching and looking for that 15 minutes of fame. And it seems like uh, a lot of the sensationalism that you talk about, you know, demons and all this stuff. I belong to a group out of Salt Lake City, um, and the guy that runs that has been doing it for 20-something years. And, and he started the group just because he wanted to disprove the idea of spirits and generous is no, I'm going to debunk this. And that's cool. 20 years, yeah, 20 years later, you know, here we are researching and he's like, you know, it's made a believer out of me, but it took this step to get to this point. Um, yeah. And I enjoy groups like that. And I enjoy the investigators and the people that invest that kind of energy into what this is. Absolutely. Uh, because it's refreshing. It, it really is refreshing. And you may have answered this, this question real quick, but I'm, I'm curious when you talk about, um, spirits uh, that you've run into that are, are are locked. Let's say, is there a reason you think? I mean, why are they? Why do some go and some make it to where they need to make it to, and some just man, they they just uh, they're just stuck. You know what, what's the well? Cause? I mean, let's 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 be let's be honest. I mean, you know, 
spirituality or, or, you know, what happens to us is not based on, I'm going to see how I put this. Hold on. Let me just make sure. Cause this is what I'm trying to say is that there's a science to spirituality. Oh, sure. There's a science to the spiritual laws. Um, it's not on, it's not about religion that, mm-hmm. you know, religion, each religion has stuff that's correct about it. And the core of, of most of these religions has some, has a lot of truth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but man really screws it up. Man really screws it up. And the human mind likes to come up with a lot of, you know, answers that, you know, I, I mean, we have free will here. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have consequences for our actions. Agreed. But we can do whatever we want. Right, right. I can follow God if I want. I don't I can curse him every day of my life if I want. And right. it doesn't mean I'll have a bad life if I do that. I could become rich. I could be, you know, I could be uh, you know, whatever I want to do. I can go kill someone, I could go save someone, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's a reaction to those actions, positive, negative. Mm-hmm. But free will is a big factor. And that does not leave us in the afterlife. Uh, We don't die. And then God goes, oh, my child, I love you so much. Are you ready to come home? Right, right, right. And and you go, eh, not yet. And they go, nope, too bad. They're coming with me. It doesn't work that way, right? You have to want him. You have to want that power. You you have to want to tap into the source, the divine. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And and so someone that may live a good life, but didn't have any spirituality, but helped people and did good things, right? Um, they would not be necessarily stuck, but they may be shown something upon reaching that other side of, hey, you lived a good life. You did a lot of good things, but you never thought about the divine. You never thought about the source. And so would you think about that? Or this is open to you. There's a light for you. Would you like sure. to go to that? Yeah. And they can go to that if they want. Um, people that did believe in a higher power follow, you know, did that throughout their life and followed and tried to seek and work on themselves and tried to help people and be compassionate and non-judgmental. Um, those are getting those people from what I can gather from my research talk about being in the light being around loved ones, having an experience with a higher power. They call God, Jesus, they mention. Um, these are the experiences. People that died early, um, that died before they feel it was their time, people that were working on things that were very invested in it, people that didn't want to leave their loved ones here, like a spouse or children. Those are people that I, I that are that sound like they're I wouldn't say necessarily stuck. Some of them could be. Some of them are asking for light and can't find it. Right. Um, but some of them are like, no, I'm cool. I'm all right. I'm good. I'm okay. I mean, you know, like there's a little, there's a middle of the road. And I don't, I, I, I don't know what got, what kind of God it would be, or he would be, or it would be, she would be, whatever you want to call it. Sure, sure. Um, if they just forced you to love them. How can you force your children to love you? Preaching required. Right. So, you know, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, we have to go on that journey. And I think that the whole point of life of this existence and any multiple existences, because I believe in reincarnation, I believe in karma. Karma is karma. As much as I could say, I hate it at times because I I get hit with with a stick. Um, (laughs) It is actually a pretty foolproof system. It is because yeah, it's because is. it's not it's not based on one life. Mm-hmm. It's based on the eternity of your soul, right? And so, you know, things that I did in a past previous lives are still necessary. You know, might be still um, resurfacing at times sure. in this life. Yeah. But there's also a lot of karma that I'm wiping away because I'm doing this kind of work and dedicating myself to trying to help people to seeking my higher power. Um, so, you know, there's that system. I mean, that's really great. I mean, Jesus says you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And he didn't say that meaning that you are, if you kill someone in this life, you're going to kill the same way in this life. Clearly we know that's not a true statement, but what he's saying is, is that if you, if you do something, you're going to deal with that something at some point, it's going to be done to you in some fashion, right. some way, whether it's this life or the next. 
Um, so, you know, that's a, I neat think, way to, that's a neat way to say it. And I think, you know, it's, you know, you use the word soul, but, you know, even if you want to, you know, transgress that a little further or back, just that energy, whatever that energy source, that energy signature that makes you, you, no matter what life that may be. I mean, that's, you know, at the end of the day, that that's, that's kind of what we're, we're focusing on. So no karma, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you too, a quick compliment for you, Joshua is, um, We've done a lot of interviews. We've had a lot of guests on with this subject matter in particular. Um, and this is the first time I've ever heard you talk about uh, truth of consequences and you know, that whole implication. Like you don't hear that often. And that's refreshing. And that's a nice, that's just a completely different viewpoint. And, and that's, that's great. I love hearing that. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's all what I'm finding to be true. And really, not. I don't have an original thought in my head, to be honest with you. But the fact is, is that... Um, you know, it's it's this guy that, and I share this in every interview because it, it just makes no sense not to. Is that I had done the I had done my research. This is the autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa oh, Yogananda, yeah, yeah. and um, the um, I had been doing this research for years, and then I found um, um, Yogananda in around 2017, mm-hmm. 18, and. Um, I didn't pick up the book right away, but I knew there was something about him. Um, eventually, when I did pick up the book, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher uh, appears. And right. and once I started reading the book, I, I really, he was talking about the afterlife. He was talking about reincarnation. He's talking about the karma system. He's talking about energy. He's talking about meditation. Um, he's talking about Jesus Christ and not in a religious way because this guy had no religion. He was about the science of communicating with God. And that's what he talked about. And I love that. It's like the science of communicating with God. You can't separate science and spirituality. They're the same. You just don't get it. People don't understand that. That, that, that it's all tied in. It's all connected, you know? And, and so when I read his book and he back in his words, corroborated or validated my research or my research validated his words, however you want to say it, then I knew that I found something. I found something in in him. And so, you know, I started um, practicing Kriya Yoga, um, which is what he talks about. It's a very advanced form and I'm very bad at it, but I still keep going. I've been doing it for like four years now and I still just keep you know, working at it, it's difficult. It's not easy. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's been amazing, but anyway, so that's where I learned that from. And that's what I understand in the spirits, the souls that are coming through, you know, they talk about that. He's come through. I didn't even ask for him. Yeah. I was doing a session and I, and, and I had, I was in the middle of reading the book and I was so just immersed in the story of his, but I was doing sessions for people. I was doing, and I would be doing these set. I, I did. I was doing the session once, and all of a sudden, you hear this voice come through, and he goes, "He goes." Uh, the voice says, "Paramahansa," and it was in this voice, very particular Indian voice. Mm-hmm. And I went and looked up. There's not many recordings of his voice in real life, and because he died in I think '54, um, and. Um, and I found it, and it was his voice. It sounded just like it. Him, wow. I found wow. him saying his name. So yeah, he came through many times, and you know. And the reason I believe he did that was because in this book he talks about that if you find a guru, whether they're living or dead, right? Um, that when the guru, if they are a true guru and they're not some kind of scam artist or whatever, you know, um, that it, that that when the guru dies, the physical body dies they will still be very much active in the student's life and can help the student very much. So now I read that in this book and, you know, and I'm going, I I want a guru. I mean, I believe in Jesus Christ and I pray to him and I follow him, but you know, I would love to also follow someone that's aligned with that same belief system. And, but he's dead. I said, Yogananda's dead though. I mean, I don't know. I mean, really, I could read a couple books from him, but how much can I really study under Yogananda, you know? And he talks about in the book, he goes, yeah, no, we can help you still. And I think that he really came Hmm. through in my sessions to prove his point in his book that he goes, yes, I'm right here helping you, Josh. Absolutely. And, you know, so he was proving that 
he's still very much active in his in his students' lives, and so are the other the you know the lineage of gurus, uh, uh, you know Lahiri Mahasaya, uh, uh, Baba Ji, Swami Sri Yekshuar, and the list goes on. There's a number of them, you know. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I just amazing uh, stuff. I've I've heard the name. I, I haven't read the books. Uh, well, you know, I tell the I just need to say this. I tell people this, and some people give a crap, and some people don't give a crap about mm-hmm. what I say, but. Some people do respect certain icons, you know, and Steve Jobs was a brilliant man. And, um, you know, he died of cancer and he read that book every year of his life because it was that important to him. And at his funeral, he made sure that there was 500 copies at uh, at his funeral for everyone to that that attended to be able to take that book home with him. uh, With them, George Harrison would make sure to give a copy of that book to anyone that he would meet that shared an interest in spirituality because he said it's the most important book that you could ever read. And I would concur with that. That's that's amazing, actually. And you know what? We'll put that in the show notes as a reference. um, Please. With other things. Because, I mean, yeah, we're, we're... constantly reading, gather knowledge, trying to, you know, and again, like you said, you know, the one thing that, that I, I really, I personally and my co-host Josh kind of strives on is, is man, thinking out of the box and, you know, just because you're set in one way doesn't mean you can't learn or advance or evolve or have a different viewpoint. Boy, my viewpoints have changed drastically just in the last decade. And, and I think they should for most. They of should. Us, but, really, you know, another you know? thing I want to add to that and what you're saying, because it's so very good is that, you know, the gurus talk about there's a point, though, when you when you have to stop. I don't want to say stop reading. I forgot how they put it, but they say at some point you can't just sample or you can't just keep searching everywhere for everything. You have to find something at some point that resonates with you and then practice it in your life. And put it to a test. You know, he says that, you know, he goes, it's really nice. Some people sit on a Sunday mass or whatever. And then the pre- preacher or the, the the priest or whatever sits up there and they tells you what the doctrine is. And this is what it meant. And this is what it, it means. And this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yogananda says, don't just take everyone's word for it or what they're telling you. Put it to a test. Yeah. See that it gets experienced in your life. Um, if it doesn't jive, man, then don't, don't, you know, let it ride. Yeah, it doesn't, jive, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, it's like, it's like there are certain things, but when you find something that resonates and you know what that feeling is when you read something for the first time, yet, you know, you're reading truth or, you know, you're reading something that is just, it's ringing it, it, the it's, bell it's, for you. It's fitting your shoe basically, you know, and that's yeah. great advice. And I think that's important. Otherwise we would all be robots, right? We wouldn't be individuals. We wouldn't have an individual thought or a way to do things. And I think, you know, people can pick what they, you know, what fits them. Um, yeah, that's great advice. I think that's absolutely. Because real. someone could absolutely find the source through Jesus Christ. They could also find the source through Buddha. They could also find the source through Krishna. They could find the source through Allah. They could find the source by calling it just source. Mm-hmm. Now, it does help to have a personalized avatar, Mahavatar, to follow or to connect with, whether you're Jewish or, uh, you know, and they're still waiting for, you know, but then you've got others that are, it doesn't matter. But if you find something that you you can, you know, a, a, a very righteous spiritual example that you can, you know, follow or talk to about, you know, I mean, you can communicate with, I would say anyone could, you know, follow any of those different avatars in a sense mm-hmm. and kind of still get to the source. hundred um, percent. So, and there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with guidance. And I think a lot of us really need it. And a lot of us maybe are a little bit, um, you know, we feel that we don't need guidance. You know, we've got the ball on our own. We Self-will. Can do it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about that. There absolutely is nothing wrong with having a mentor and having a pathway yeah, and some people it takes some years to find, um, and some people never do, unfortunately. You know, so I, I think that's great advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking at the time. I want to keep you up. I want to wrap things up on your side. Um, number one, fantastic work. Um, your book is Finding Hope in the Afterlife. And again, yeah. listeners, we'll put this in the in the in the show notes. We'll make sure fantastic there it is. There. What's next on the horizon here, Joshua? What what's what more research? What do you well, hope to accomplish here? I I was, you know, I'm communicating with animals at times um, through the okay. boxes. I'm getting some really w- amazing results. I've communicated with a woman in a coma. 
through my box. And that's mind blowing. And I think that more needs to be done with that. I've got the pro version of the Hope Spirit Box app coming out for desktop and laptop. And that's going to be a membership type based, very cheap, but membership based because it's an online program. But it's it's the end all sale for me as far as, um, you know, just using uh, that kind of program. I have live events. I just had one in New Orleans um, in August and, and St. Augustine before that. And I've got one coming up in February Um, um February, I think, what is it, 10, 11? I think I saw the website, yeah. In yeah, Savannah, fantastic. Georgia. And okay. that's going to be, a, that's a three-day event that I do. I do an investigation. I do a presentation workshop. I do a gallery group session for the attendees. So it's an all-around afterlife experience. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm working on a second book very slowly. And and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm doing just my sessions. I mean, I, I, I'm looking to eventually have a brick and mortar building, uh, a center somewhere, but you know, oh, wow. in wow. in God's time, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, a lot of stuff. You sound like a busy man, but everything that you've got accomplished so far, you know, man, just fantastic that you, I guess you stumble on this and, and this is a path that you're down. I think it's uh and again, I'll say it, you know, it's refreshing, you know, out of everything that's out there, oh, thank the you, TV man. shows and the people and the everybody's trying to get their name. And boy, it's just nice not to not to beat that dead horse so much. Um, yeah, you know, so appreciate it for sure. So again, your book, Finding Hope in the Afterlife, on YouTube. Hope, uh, hope, yep, hopeparanormal.com. Um, hope, you know, everything you can find the channel, TikTok, fantastic uh, Patreon, the yep. book, the app, all of that, the events, hopeparanormal.com, hopeparanormal.com. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Great. We will put all this in the show notes. Um, fantastic talking to you. If you want to just st- stay with me, uh, I'll just yep. thank you off there real quick. Everybody, that was Joshua Lewis. Thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Yeah, like I said, interesting. You know, like I like his, yeah. his transcommunication. He was talking about some of the other things he's talking about. His book, um, again, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I might order it. You know, see if it's recommended. I mean, he was just very nothing else. You know, when you interview the guy, he signed down to earth. And if if at the end of the mm-hmm. day, if that's what you get from him, I, I'm fine with that. You know, so you know that's kind of where that goes. But um, yeah, absolutely. And I thought it was like interesting the way he was describing uh, the way that him and uh i can't think of her name right now uh but his partner how they got partner yeah 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 how they kind of each got the gift and it was kind of almost more like they were each catching a cold yeah exactly kind of a thing you know where it was more like a contagion than it was like a uh i don't know i don't mean to make it sound bad but like does that make sense he was like if i get it i i if i get it i get it if i don't i don't whatever i just like i'm tired of feeling this way and like and and how like it did seem to be like random people that probably uh weren't necessary i don't know it's it's not your typical origin story i guess it, I it's would, not i would say yeah I, I don't yeah and i think he hit it on the head there and i think you know it's kind of neat to have a partner to run with that he had something to pick up on and then they kind of worked together what was going on and then he kind of attuned his own thing and how he wanted to do it again Different, you know, it's refreshing, you know, like I said, yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't know, you know, I've always wanted, I had an aunt that was like that, like she would just dial in on these things and it was the weirdest, like at, when I was a kid, I, I couldn't explain it. Now that, you know, fast forward, we're doing this, you research, you kind of get to know that now I'm understanding a lot of her, let's say nuances that I didn't know when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, um, but right. she was kind of the same, same vein is what he was going at. And, and it, you know, and then again, you can poop it, you can do whatever you want to, but at the same time, it's just, it's interesting. It's it. And she kind of approached it about the same way. Um, but I don't think she ever owned it, you know, just like her thing. It was just, it was something that she just kind of on the side. It was no big deal. Da, 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 and she never really pursued it. And I kind of wish she did because I think she really had a, she had a knack for it. She had a talent for it. And you know, who knows a lot of people that, um, you know, they don't pursue it and they don't think it's a fluke to them. You know, well, what happens if it's not a fluke? You know, what happens if it is something that's kind of real, you know? So, yeah. 
There's that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that is, uh, we got one more episode coming up for the season, uh, and then we're going to call it quits. We're actually going to go ahead and uh, we'll have a month and a half off. Again, you get swamped. I get swamped. Time to kind of recharge, figure out where we're at. Um, and you'll hear this again on the last episode, I'm sure. But if you're Patreon members, stand by because you will have some bonus stuff coming your way. Um, in fact, you have something that uh, I think we sent out. Oh, so we posted, let me see, Halloween was on a Monday. I think I posted like on a Friday. Um, just so fun stuff for the Patreon members and because we want to thank you for being Patreons. Um, and if you're a regular listener and you want to check that stuff out, by all means, you can do that. Patreon.com slash strange uncles, become one. Um, if you have new stories, again, we're starting a new season. So uh, topics, ideas, we've already got stuff in the pipeline. But if you guys have something that's just you're itching to share, you want to hear a different aspect or perspective with it, a topic, a concern, whatever have you, you just want to chew our ass and say we fucking suck, feel free. You can write us. A yeah, strange uncles that'd be fair. Yeah, it would absolutely be fair. Uh, write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com or call us at 801-252-69. Eh, you know what it is. 45. Yep, and let us know. And we can uh, go from there. How are we on the socials, man? We are at Strange Uncles Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Strange Uncles on Twitter. We will not be on TikTok. We are too old, <laughs> and I am too paranoid. And, it. uh, and it's ran by China, so that's a thing. <laughs> well, oh, my God. Not to derail the conversation too much, but I saw a post today where it's like, could they be using this to like improve police state, uh, like, Facial recognition. I think I saw something similar to that. Yeah, like yeah, all this kind yeah. of stuff. I was like, oh God, I, I don't need to <sighs> be looking don't, at this. Don't, stuff don't go right fall now. down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. But anyway, we also have a YouTube channel that someday I promise we will put something new on besides just podcast episodes. We actually, yeah, I've got, we're going to work through, through that on the break, I think. I've got some ideas. And so I'll we'll partner with you when you have the time and, uh, you know, look for something. Hopefully, come uh, the new year, we'll have uh, some things, uh, some seeds planted. So, yeah. But other than that, you know, find us on Patreon where it really matters. <laughs> at least or us. something. So eh, anyway, there's that. I'm good. at. I'm a marketing genius. There you go. I knew you're going to wrap it all up. But anyway, uh, everything's good. Um, we'll set up for the new season and we'll go from there. So stand by for one more episode and and we'll call it good. But yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll let you go. I guess on your side, unless you got anything. Uh, close them gates. Close the gates.